When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Espo. Espo, how you doing today? I like that it's just us. More time for us to talk. A lot easier than four people. So. Right? Well, it may not be four, but it is three <laughs> because we do have a special guest joining us. Let's welcome in John Schumann, advanced stats writer for NBA.com. John, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm great, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, let's just hop into it. Suns off season. What what have you seen? What do you think about what the Suns have done so far this off season? Well, I mean, I think they're basically bringing back what was the best team in the league through uh, ninety games or so last year, and I don't think that's a a big uh, that's that's a bad thing. Um, as as long as you know, I, I think you look at it, they were great through the first round and, and a couple of games, and then they the, everything fell apart. They lost four of their last five. And I think in, objectively you can look and say, hey, the, the 90 games prior were more important than the five games, and it's it was just a, a rough uh, finish. And But, of course, I wasn't in that locker room, and I'm not in the heads of those 12 guys who are coming back plus the coaching staff. And I don't know, you know, if, if, if for this season, everyone will be pulling in the same direction as much as they were um, last season. So, I mean, I, I, I like this. I mean, it's a great team. I mean, how could you not like what this team did last year? Um, Obviously the finish was bad, but to bring it back and, and run it back with a fairly young core with the exception of one guy um, I think is, is is valid and and reason to feel s- still optimistic about it so advanced stat take the human element out which i know in reality you can't do it, but looking at the stats do you you're led to believe that that this team is as good as that regular season showed and that that playoff series uh could have been more of a fluke because fans here uh, are panicked. They think big moves are needed and they haven't been made. But uh, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I don't, I don't want to sort of depend too much on the statistical aspect of it because you know basketball is played by humans with with brains and hearts and and you know uh, feelings. 
And so I, you know, I think the, the last two games especially were fluky. Like the last game especially was fluky. Like, and I, you know, I mentioned this in, uh, in, uh, our power rankings this week, the last two games, they lost by more than 25 points each. And, they only prior to that they had only lost one game by 25 points or more and that was the third game of the regular season so that says fluky to me and obviously you know we don't know exactly what went wrong with that group in those you know in those two games but um i think this is a it's a it's a a strong from what i've seen from what i saw in the regular season and from what i know of that group it's a pretty strong group um, you know, Aiton may be the sort of the question mark in regard to, um, you know, his willingness to sort of keep pulling in the same direction as everybody else. Um, but, I, you know, I don't doubt their ability to um, come back and have a similarly successful season. You mentioned those uh, power rankings that you just put out, which, by the way, everyone listening, you can find those at NBA.com or a link to those on John's Twitter, at John Schumann. Um, you have the Suns ranked second in the West, only behind Golden State Warriors, obviously the reigning champs. One thing that you did mention in here is that DeAndre, Devin, Mikkel, and Cam will all be 24, 25, 26, and 26 this year on opening night. That, in my mind, is like, okay, there's more room to grow for all of these guys does that come into like factor for you a lot when you were deciding these rankings, just the fact that historically speaking or trajectory for these guys is probably going to get better. Yeah. I think in regards to the Suns specifically, that just sort of balances out the, uh, the, the fact that Chris Paul is 37, right? Like, you know, they're, you know, one of their best players is 37 and you can't um, sort of, uh, count on him being just as good this coming season as he was the last two. Um, but, you know, he's, he's obviously a, a Marvel and a, and a, you know, a unique player. And then you have the, the rest of the group is young and yeah, they can get more out of Deandre Ayton. They can get more out of Mikhail Bridges. They can get more out of Cam Johnson. Devin Booker can get better They're, I think they all have room for improvement. They were all excellent players this past season um, but they all could get better and, and take some of the load. And then I think a huge X factor is campaign and his ability to sort of, uh, one, uh, carry the bench minutes and, and make sure that, that there's no, there's minimal drop off when they go to their bench and then two keep Chris Paul fresh. He, I mean, there, I don't think there's any, uh, getting around the campaign had a bad season last year, both in regards to absences. And then even when he was playing, he obviously got soft, suffered a huge drop off from the year before. And if they can get something closer to the campaign of, of two seasons ago, than they did last season. And then they're in, they're in pretty good shape. I've always wanted to ask in terms of the power rankings, is there method? What's the methodology? Is it a lot of feel? Is it stats based? How do you come up with a with a ranking for for in particular the Western Conference like you did? Well, I think in the off season um, it's tough because I think you can with every team you can see a positive and a negative. I think there's only 
two teams, I think, in the West that clearly took step back, steps back, and that was Utah and San Antonio, right? And every other team, you can sort of see uh, a reason to be optimistic why they can be better than they were last year. Phoenix, that's tough just because they were so good. It's, mm-hmm. It'd be tough just to even, – even if all those guys get better, it'd be tough just to, to maximize it and keep the foot on the gas as well as they did last year. Um, and then, but, you know, I sort of take a cautious, like I'm a sort of in the off season, I'm, I'm a sort of a, uh, I'll believe it when I see it type of, uh, analyst, I think, um, you know, I don't do dig into sort of, um, you know, statistical projections or anything like that. I just sort of look at where teams are strong and weak and see if they've addressed any of those issues. And like I said, I'll, I'll be, a am sort of a, I'll believe it when I see it type of, uh, analyst during the season it's much different during the season it's it's about who's playing well quality wins stuff like that it's much you know it's it's difficult more difficult to project uh in the off season okay so i i want to ask your thoughts on the kevin durant situation obviously because it is the most (laughs) talked about thing right now and suns fans are very invested what are you just kind of your overall thoughts on how this has gone so far and maybe do you have a a prediction on how you think it'll play out? I have no idea on how it'll play out. I, I mean, I think it's obviously in the hands of the Nets is re- in regard to what they want to do. Um, you know, they have a very good, like if, if just looking at their roster, they can obviously, if, if, you know, if people were able to put feelings aside, they could be really, really good. I don't now with, with what's happened in the last few days, I don't know if that's even possible. Um, so yeah, I guess a trade is inevitable. Um, I just don't know, um, you know, exactly, you know, what the offers are on the table. I don't know exactly what they're looking for. Um, if we're talking about stuff that's been rumored, um, you know, I think you like Jalen Brown as a player return versus almost anything else that other teams have been rumored to offer. Um, so I could see Boston as a possibility. Obviously, the story that came out this week had a little paragraph about Boston specifically and Durant's uh, affinity for uh, Ime Adoka. So that was sort of, I don't know, some kind of hint of, at something. But that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that's what Brooklyn wants to do. And that doesn't necessarily mean um, Boston is going to give what, what, you know, give Brooklyn everything else it wanted. But I think Jalen Brown is the one guy that that you could say, okay, that's a that's that's a pretty good starting point for a for a deal. All right, we'll we'll put aside the pipe dream of Kevin Durant and the Suns and all that. Western Conference picture. Looking at your rankings, you have the Clippers and the Nuggets at three and four. Now those are two teams, obviously, that have had multiple injury issues over the last few years. Who do you do you have faith that Kawhi, Jamal Murray, that these guys are going to come back uh, as the kind of players that we've seen in the past, uh, and and really make these two threats in the West? Um, yeah, I think so. I think ACLs have um, you know the team players have had a pretty good success rate coming back from ACL injuries. Um, I think Leonard's was a a partial tear, so I would feel a little bit more confident about him and also. 
you know, I don't think that's a guy that relied on his, especially the last couple of years with the Clippers relied on his athleticism a ton. You know, he's not a, a lot, especially the last couple of years, he's not somebody who gets to the basket a lot. Um, you know, he can, you know, they have multiple defenders that can sort of allow him to not have to guard, you know, the best player on the, on the team for 40, for 35, 40 minutes or anything like that. Um, so I, I, I guess if you were to ask me like, which I felt better about, I would say Leonard just because one, it was a partial chair. Um, and so even in that regard, I thought there was a possibility he could come back at the end of the year. The other guy who had a partial, partial tear recently was uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and he was cleared to return sort of like within a year. Um, and we saw at the end, the second half of last season, he was pretty good once he got to Dallas. So I, I think, yeah, I, I mean, for me, like when I did these offseason rankings, the one thing I didn't want to sort of put, you know, I, I asked a key question for every team and I disregarded health in that regard. Like I, every every team has health questions. Like what if, you know, you know, Devin Booker is, you know, isn't healthy for all. Obviously, every team is going to have that kind of kind of question. So I and given that, you know, both of these guys have had plenty of time since they're ACL tears. I don't think there's any uh, worry about them missing, you know, the the start of the season. So, um, or not significant worry about them missing the start of the season. So, I, I sort of, when I think about it, I think about those teams being fully healthy. You know, I think there's only a couple players where we have some doubts about their ability to to start the season uh, this year around, you know, around the league. Is there a team you circle in the West that you got? I think this team's going to surprise. That's a good question. Um, I'm going to take a look at the West standings real quick. And then, and uh, you know what? I think I'm curious about Sacramento coming back with uh, Sabonis, you know, back, you know, on, in the fold and having a full training camp with that group. Um you know, in their numbers, you know, in their post-trade results and numbers, there wasn't a lot of promise for, you know, the future. But De'Aaron Fox did play really well at the end of the last season. Um, I kind of like come, a couple of the moves that they made. They, they brought in uh, Malik Monk. Um, there's somebody else I'm forgetting that's a, a pretty good offensive player that they brought in. I think they could be a pretty good offensive team. And Mike Brown has a, a really good rep, uh, history in, in regard to um, defense. So I think there's some promise, you know, just that it's, you know, given that they're, they have the longest playoff drought in NBA history, I don't necessarily believe that that's going to end, but I, I'm curious about that team. And I think there's some promise both in regard uh, on both ends of the floor. I love that you say the Kings only because I've got, a small amount of like love in my heart for the Kings, just because the Suns and the Kings have been linked together as like those bottom of the barrel teams for so long. And now that we are on the other side, I kind of want the Kings to have a little bit of a taste of it. Not as much. I'll be honest, but a little bit. You love to, to give hope to everybody. <laughs> I just feel bad for them because I know what it's been like, you know, covering or cheering for a team that it's just, it's, it's a bummer that that fan base deserves some good things. 
Well, John, I really appreciate you taking the time here with us today, giving us some insight on, on your top 10. Uh, again, check out John's work, NBA.com, uh, and see that ranking. John, uh, have a wonderful afternoon, and thanks. Thank All right, you. guys. Appreciate it. That was a great interview. I love getting some insight. Um, I, I feel like Gerald was probably bummed that he missed that one. He probably <laughs> would have liked to like pick his brain about advanced stats and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I don't know if uh, if that would have been something we should we'll, have. We'll hook them up. Continued. They can they can get nerdy together uh, at another like a time. porgy breakdown. <laughs> Just, I mean, honestly, it sounds like a really good. <laughs> good uh, piece of content there could be a stat off they could just throw <laughs> stats at each other that great. would be hilarious <laughs> all right we're going to take a quick break before we continue on and talk a little bit more about the kevin durant <sighs> stuff because if i gotta tell to. you guys about all the sweepstakes we've got happening over at gophnx.com so right now you can enter our toast of the month sweepstakes where you're gonna win a 50 dollars four peaks gift card 50? a phnx t-shirt of your choice and a PHNX annual membership. That is our sweepstakes giveaway in conjunction with Four Peaks, obviously. You know that we love them over here from both the amazingly delicious beer that they create and the bomb environment they have yeah. with delightful food and over haunted, at their brewery in Tempe. Brewery, like... I mean, what more could you ask for? Like, honestly, I can ask for more? not a haunted brewery, but I'll go with it. It's Why all right. did you even ask for that? <laughs> I though? don't know. Like, don't be boring. <laughs> don't be boring, Espo. Live, live, live a little. Have some fun. Uh, you can enter that sweepstakes over at gophnext.com, like I mentioned, or click the link in our show notes. But just a reminder, you must be 21 or older to enjoy their beer, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. In addition to our yes. four peak sweepstakes, we also have an OG's sweepstakes. We are trying to hook you guys up. With all the things this month. So once again, go phnext.com. You can enter the Flavoring Life sweepstakes. And for this one, one winner will receive three bags of OGs, including their orange creamsicle flavor and tropical flavors. You're going to get an OGs hat, a phnx shirt of your choice, and a phnx annual membership. Again, that's go phnext.com or click the link in our show notes. And also, if you don't want to wait, the end of the month to find out if you've won you can just head on over to ogsbrands.com you can find them on instagram at ogsbrands or you can just find them at your local dispensary but again must be 21 years or older to purchase you're always a winner when you take <laughs> ogs so uh, did you know at four peaks that the that part of the the brewery that was added on uh, in subsequent years the part where all the merch is actually was a recording studio and that's where the gin blossoms recorded a bunch of their albums i don't think i remember that there's actually a door in there that was to the old re recording booth and there's all these artists who signed the walls that recorded there i mean so, that's fun yeah, i fun feel like fact. they should bring that back i they're supposed that would be kind of cool supposedly they're going to rename eighth street out in front of the bar after the gin blossoms oh, so yeah that's whatever that's kind of neat most people are like who the hell is the gin blossoms well if you're if you're younger than me i don't care the gin blossoms were a good band when i was a younger listen i feel like you should just if you're into music you should have a wide variety old and new to uh that's on your playlist and they're let's local they're exactly. local so exactly <laughs> all right let's continue on the kevin durant shenanigans Do we i'm i'm so sick of talking about kevin durant i get it but 
until it's, we're out we're in it's like the crush that is not reciprocating the the care right like i have not heard kevin durant talk anything about us but we've talked about him so much well see that's one of the things in this article that i feel like is going to be <sighs> an unfortunate be conversation to have kevin durant is making eyes at somebody else is what so, we're trying to say ian begley nba insider for sny wrote an article that stated kevin durant sees the celtics and the sixers as desired landing spots. So a couple things here. They did mention that he would like to play with Marcus Smart. And they also said um, high-ranking members of the Sixers earlier, at least as of earlier this week, felt strongly about engaging with Brooklyn on a Kevin Durant trade. I don't... Okay, how does... We'll get to Boston in a second. How does Philly make any sense? He just got away from uh, from James Harden, right? Yeah, but it doesn't it was, mean that they don't like each other. I, I, I Maybe get it, it just didn't work in that particular all, system. But they were literally out in London partying, hanging out uh, at concerts. I mean, I'm not saying they don't like each other as people. I'm just saying basketball-wise, it seemed frustrating at best, right? So I don't know. And again, you know, I, I brought this up before. I, why trade him to the East? So we go, oh, well, they traded James Harden to the Sixers. Yeah, James Harden's washed. That's why they traded him to the Sixers. It's not Kevin Durant. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, everybody, every team is going to be interested in in trying to trade for Kevin Durant. I get that side of it. it Philly would be dumb to not want to explore it. But if I'm the Nets, is, is that really a, a destination I want to deal him to? It, can they really provide you know, a better package than elsewhere. Like Maxi would have to be involved. Uh, I, it, you know. So here's my thought, right? If we're basing off of all the things we've heard to this point, we've heard that Josiah would rather be a play in team and not have drama than to have drama and be a team that could go really deep in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So with that statement or sentiment, you could say, well, who cares if he's in the East? They don't. They don't uh, yeah. care. I mean that. Right. That's valid. Like you could make that point too. Yeah, that they don't care. But I still don't think Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris and and other parts is a better offer than what you're going to see from Phoenix. And yeah, I'm biased. Guess what? I understand <laughs> that. Like uh, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, those picks, uh, I think is a better a better haul. But then you get into Boston. If if Boston actually offers Jalen Brown and you're okay moving him there and and a, another leap if Kevin Durant really is interested in them, which I, I struggle because that crowd's been brutal to him and he seems to care about those kind of things. And that city and Kyrie left there. So I imagine Kyrie said some negative things about Boston to to katie i guess the question you gotta ask yourself at that point is is it worth going through all of that to win and you just you got the only person who can make that decision is the individual themselves but there's multiple paths to winning here like they're not trading him to the kings well yeah i agree but if we're widening now yeah the list of people that are teams that we would be okay with going to I don't I get why the Celtics would maybe make your list as far as if you're looking for a place to win. If if this report is true and Kevin Durant wants Boston and the Nets are interested, it's over for the Suns. I don't look, I'll say it straight into the camera. I love my man Flex, 
but things can change. And I think if Jalen Brown is on the table and KD's like, yeah, I'd go play there, things done changed, all right? Like, because Jalen Brown is the best player that has been talked about in any of these rumors. I love McHale. Jalen Brown's a better player than McHale right now. Well, and here's the thing, too. I think it's important to remember, because I feel like we've, we have also kind of forgotten this on this show as well. Anytime we talk about Kevin Durant, it's always like, well, he said, he said in the first place that his preferred destination was the Suns. No, he said the Suns and the Heat. Yeah. He had two in there. But we have just conveniently <laughs> forgot about the other, mostly because we also have gone through and, like, seen the – packages and again the bias comes into play that our package would be better than what the heat could and rumors of who the heat would or would not part with but it's not crazy regardless of all the rumors and reports we've heard and from whom that things have changed now yeah like things are going to change they're not going to be the same that they were a month ago yeah and and if kd has expanded his list of teams that significantly changes things now i still think miami is a long shot just because of the contract complications that you'd have to move ben simmons before you could take a bam at a bio which would would make sense as a a centerpiece of the deal but that's third maybe fourth team involved as well yeah so that becomes difficult but look if katie is interested in in boston and boston's willing to part ways with jalen brown i think it's over i think i think it's time to move on it's time to either accept that this is the roster you're gonna have and hope that like john schumann said that it was a fluke what happened in the playoffs it it was like come on but we have spent so long pining for kevin durant and imagining a world where you have this super team that anything less than that is going to be disappointing for a large amount of the fan base which is ridiculous to me because you're coming off of 64 wins i get both sides i think that you can you can have both things at the same time you can be disappointed if katie doesn't end up for this end up with the Suns. However, you also have to understand that it's not like we have a team of from five years ago where it was like KD was our only saving hope. We still have a solid team. We have a solid young core. Um, and even though Chris Paul has gotten older, like we talked about earlier, the thought and the goal would be that all of our young core takes another step this year and gets better. And while we may not win 64 games in the regular season, we're still going to be a solid team. Yeah, I just say we we could live in a, an alternate universe. Play along with me here. Uh, <laughs> and Katie never makes his trade demand on, on June 30th. Would right? we still be? Yeah. It, it, do people look at this and go, well, this has been good. They got DeAndre back. Uh, you know, the only piece that they really lost was JaVale, but they did add, you know, uh, Jacques Landell. Like, there's the, they're, they're getting Dario back. Like, does the does the perception feel different? I mean, to me, it, it still feels like if they add a backup point guard or a third guard, and maybe Dwayne Washington Jr. winds up being that guy. I really enjoyed our conversation with yeah, him the other day. Uh, but, like, I feel like this team, you still go, yeah, really good. As long as Chris Paul doesn't fall off the cliff, and that was more whatever health stuff was going on, this team is – 
is still very, very good, and that window's still open. And Devin could very easily take that next step. Cam Johnson appeared to be taking that next step last year before the injury. McHale offensively looks like he'll get better, and DA has gotten better every season. Like, I just keep going back to that. Like, have and we fell prey to this too. Have all of us just been so sucked into? Hey, that's better over there that we forgot what we really had. I mean, I'm sure for some people it's exactly that. Speaking for myself, though, I think it's that it's more of a that puts us over the edge. Like, yes, we are right there. We're still a really solid team, but that almost at least solidifies it. Look, if that makes sense, I'd love to have a Corvette, right? <laughs> but my Corolla hybrid, I'm not going to go just give it away. Well, I'm like my Corolla hybrid's getting it done and I'm saving a bunch of money because I don't have to pay the gas prices. Maybe I got it all right. Maybe I don't really <laughs> need that Corvette and all that money that I'd have to spend on it. I think I got it pretty good. Yeah. I, I feel like that's the suck. They got it pretty good. They're, the window's still open. And if you don't deal all these guys, there's flexibility at the deadline to add other pieces that you that you can so this if this doesn't happen I, I know part of the fan base will panic but i don't feel like you need to per mm-hmm. se there there's it, it's okay it's okay why do i sound like <laughs> i'm trying to convince myself of this as i say it to everybody maybe but, slightly uh, a little bit of that too but, but it's okay i'm i'm going to get in that mindset because we have to be prepared for for that outcome as well yeah it's unfortunate, but it just kind of is the nature of how these things sort of play out. And that's not to say we're entirely out of it. By by no, no means, don't think no. we're saying that. It's just you have to be flexible in these and you have to have realistic expectations well, as these things continue to unfold. And I obviously don't know Ian Bagley's sources. This could just be... But correct me if I'm wrong. Ian Bagley was one of the reporters who talked, who mentioned last week about the meeting between KD and Josiah, right? Yeah, but that... And he's also a, a Nets writer. So, look, his source could be the Nets on this. The Nets could be doing it to try to drive up the price because they haven't gotten what they've expected from other teams. Uh, Suns probably included. So that then puts the pressure on because, oh, Katie will go there and Jalen Brown's a big piece. You know, better, you all better up your offers now. So mm-hmm. that could be in play here too. That it, It's been a terrible game of poker that we've all, this is why I hated watching the World Series of Poker because you're like, I got to spend so much time figuring out who's lying in this. Yeah. You know, it's not really Everyone's a sport in my mind. Sunglasses you know? like, and hats all the way down. Actually, it feels more like the Bachelorette, right? You don't know, <laughs> you don't know who's lying, who's there for the right reasons, what's going to happen, who's going to choose who. Who wants love? Who yeah. wants social media clout? Look, I don't who want. Who wants to become an influencer? I don't want love. I just want the and that, I think that's a lot of people on those shows too. So, oh my goodness. Okay, so there was one other thing that I did want to mention from this article. It was really, it doesn't really have any relevance to the Suns for the most part, but because we did mention it earlier this week, I believe earlier this week we had mentioned on the show that KD was a big part in Steve Nash becoming their head coach. Mm-hmm. Well, in this article, it said that. That rumor that that KD picked Steve Nash as their head coach was not true, and that Steve Nash uh, was a Sean Marks hire. 
Okay, so so that, I just thought that was interesting because we had talked about it earlier. This which week. then you go, well, is KD a source? Because the Nets aren't going to tell you that, right? Well, maybe they no, would. No, because yeah. they would be like, no, we're not letting KD run the yeah, show to pick maybe. the head coach. They might yeah. tell him that. I mean, maybe they would because, yeah, that's we have confidence in Sean Marks. We have confidence in Steve Nash to hell what KD says. Right. But it could be either side. Again, I hate, I hate having to play internet detective <laughs> with this crap. I, you know, and it, so, great. We have no clue. Again, until something happens, we have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Like, I don't... Some people hate when I say this, but I don't even trust sources with certain people because sources have agendas, right? To a certain yeah. extent. No, I mean, to an extent, because it is to in order to be a source, there is an understanding of you scratch mine, I scratch yours yeah. in certain situations. Because if you go burning bridges with your sources, you're not going to have those sources. So there is some muddiness i guess you could say well and if you have information that the team doesn't want to get out like why are you risking your risking your we're not it's not woodward and bernstein they're not trying to break some giant scandal it's it's basketball right so Mm -hmm. so there's business aspects into all of it too that that's the part that and we throughout all of this i will say though throughout all of this we have been able to kind of put the pieces together Mm -hmm. At least from a speculation type of standpoint. Yeah, like obviously there's no, no nobody's provided us their list of sources. But we're not know? the only ones. Everyone no. else, like on Sun's Twitter, we've seen like people talk about, oh, clearly this came Woj tweeted this, clearly this came from mm-hmm. the Nets front office. Or interesting how Shams is the one who shares this stuff and Woj is the one who shares this stuff. And you can kind of put the pieces together of like, okay, that's who this source must be. And so on. And and ESPN doesn't acknowledge the report about the meeting for six hours. There's no man. Like it's this whole dance that goes on. Like what the agent has a reason to leak things. KD would have a reason to leak things. The Nets have their own reasons for leaking things. It's all, it's all business chess, Mm -hmm. which I can't wait for basketball to start again. Can we just get to training camp? I mean, we're almost there, but let's be honest. There's no, guaranteed that we won't be talking about this during training True. camp as well or uh, preseason. I love that I'm sitting here. Can we just talk about basketball? And earlier I was researching for a new segment. We're going to do the history of the Suns drug scandal. Like, can we just talk basketball? Except when we're looking back, I'd like to show you this. Okay. You know? But for real though, this history lesson that we're going to do is going to be really fun. I hope and so. I, I think it's going to, because it's like, we've all heard the stories, like bits and pieces of the stories as we chat amongst our friends mm-hmm. and, fellow fans and whatnot but i don't know that we've all sat down and like had a lot of these stories like completely told to us from somebody who's researching yeah i'm going deep down the rabbit hole there was three hours of old articles and videos i unearthed some things that you'll find interesting i don't know when exactly we're gonna launch it but it'll be it'll be fun it'll be this off season keep an eye out for that that was a shameless plug that i kind of weaved in it works (laughs) is it is it shameless if it's your own show yeah, it's still Is it's it? still shameless. Okay, I'm 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 the king of that stuff. So, I mean, do we have another shameless plug for uh, somebody that's paying us money? We do. All right, let's do that. <laughs> Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now oh, and use promo one. code PHNX because after you make your first deposit, when you use that promo code, you're going to get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars. 
That's promo code PHNX, only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Nothing shameless about winning some money, though. So go do it. Go I mean, PHNX. Also, um, the DraftKings Sportsbook app is kind of cool because I feel like if you're a newbie, it's super easy to navigate. And even if it's not, we have a bet show that helps you make it easy to navigate. And we have a bunch of like betting 101 mm-hmm. type of videos as well on our YouTube page that can make it easy for you guys too. I, I've got something even better. He's not in here today, so I can say this. <laughs> I will send Shane Diefenbach to your home to help you with the DraftKings Sportsbook app and your first few bets if you use that code PHNX. All you have to do is screenshot that you used it, send it to me <laughs> in my DMs, and I will Uber him over to you uh, right away. So that's I don't a, know. That's an ESPO guarantee. This, but he he doesn't have VP fun. in his title, so I'll make it happen. He has right? to do it. He, he has said to. So he has to. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you as always. I know this one was a little bit of a shorter episode, but that's okay because it's the off season. Also, since training camp and the actual season is like what six weeks away, like mm-hmm. we are literally right there. Yep. We want to make sure you guys are safe and healthy leading up to the start of a brand new NBA season. And a great way to stay safe and healthy are COVID nineteen vaccines, and they are free for everyone five and older. Also, those 12 and older are now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. We'll be back tomorrow live, 2 p.m. as normal. Um, thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ, and you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Remember, it's not the length of the show that matters. It's how you use it. Ahoy, hoy.